You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. You are now entering Magnified Studios. Welcome. Coming to you from Magnified Studios, Magnified Pod presents It's Hard to Find a Podcast. Covering your favorite indie bands from the 90s Christian alternative scene. Join us in... Nope. Put your tape decks on record. You know what, John? I'm just just doing this. This is our podcast. I'm Andrew. Oh, I'm John. This is is our podcast. You know what? Yeah, we're just... (laughs) It has been... It's been... We've been trying to get this thing going... Ever, you know, we, uh, do, you know what, Magpie Nation, we do our goddamn best, okay? That's right. We're trying. We're trying over here. And sometimes the world is just, just throwing watermelons at us. That's right. This year seems to be a tough one in terms of uh, everything, <laughs> everything, <laughs> and including trying to get the podcast out. Um, oh, God. And the you know the subject matter of sad indie rock boys, you know, it's not a, helping things. No, it's not helping anything. <laughs> I'm already I'm already sad, John. We need uh, we whatever our next season is. We need to we need to do a little bit of course correction. Yeah, I posted in the uh, now now all that to say we've yeah. got a lot of content list this season it's gonna be great um, yes yes a lot of fun things <laughs> set up there i'm looking forward to what, what's coming down yeah uh is it so here's john you're you're a you're a words guy is uh, it coming down the pike is it or coming down the pipe because I, I believe i believe it's coming down the pike that's what i thought um, you know because it's not like someone took a shit and it's like coming down the pipe you know, right. it's like, and it's like, here's, here's the the thing coming down the pipe. I thought like pike as in like a road. I think it's like turnpike. Like turnpike. Down the, yeah. Or but... like, you know, I heard people be like, oh, it's coming down the pike. Like a head that's been on a pike and like the head's <laughs> sliding down the pike. That's terrifying. <laughs> I don't know. Every, every words, words are hard. Okay. Um, Coming down the, like pipeline is a thing. So maybe that's why pipe. It's confusing. You know what gets me is um, homing versus honing. Ooh, okay. Someone okay, says okay. they were uh, homing, like it's homing in on something, like yes. a homing pigeon. But people often yes. say like uh, honing in on, and that yeah, doesn't which... make any sense because you hone your skill. Anyway. Right, yes. <laughs> so this is Gramified Pod. Um <laughs> We both might sound like shit this week. Yeah. <laughs> We're not this totally episode sure. is brought to you by Miriam Webster. That's right. Ooh, I love a Miriam Webster. Um, <laughs> yeah, this, okay. We we have gotten to a point where we're just like our last, our last fuck. fuck. We'll do it live. <laughs> we both, we, we both got to Bill O'Reilly levels of this thing fucking sucks. <laughs> I had this nice new setup. We tried three different times. I just, you know, I retreated back to the basement. And yeah. And I, I, you, I went up from my basement to my living room, <laughs> my dining room, which mm-hmm. is possibly why I sound worse. And right. then you went downstairs 
possibly why I sound worse. Uh, who knows? It's great. I don't, I don't even want to be around anymore. <laughs> we all we all want you to be around. Don't tear the head off. Um, the chin kills. There's way too much fucking shit on me. I'm so hot. What if that's the joke? The joke is <laughs> there's a guy. There's a guy inside the suit. Yeah, that could work. I said, but then was, why is it funny? I said it was interesting. We're just we're just gonna uh, we're just gonna recite. <laughs> I think you should leave sketches verbatim. We could transition and, to, and I think you should leave recap podcast pretty easily. I, I think, I think, so. I think you should pod. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> oh, Fucking <man>. Iraq. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Oh the dream. Um, what do you what would you crack open over there earlier? Oh well, you know it's uh, interesting. You should ask. Um, so this past weekend, I, my, uh, Brian, my brother, past and future guest, uh, he, he and his family went to Chicago and he needed somebody to my house. No, no, not to your house. Didn't get a phone call. I know. Well, Brian, you are called out. (laughs) I mean, you did seem like, yeah, we we talked about him coming (laughs) like a week ago. Um, so he, he needed somebody to watch his dog. Uh, Bailey, who yes. is a fourteen-year-old elderly queen, elderly queen, fourteen-year-old uh, black lab. She's uh, she's doing her best. She's mm-hmm. still kicking. She's she's yeah. very she's very hobbly. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's very grumbly. Yeah, much like our podcast. <laughs> yes, that's that is that is our vibe. We have many many animals on this podcast who've uh, grumbled in. Uh-huh and everything but so i watched bailey from thursday until today and brian came to pick her up and he brought me some beers because he knows uh that i drink them Mm -hmm. and he got me he's like i know you've been drinking a lot more lighter beers these days which is Mm -hmm. also true and so he got me uh well he he got two six packs and i just yeah, three and three to to try both. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking a half acre fader, mm-hmm. which is a lager. I've never yes. had it before. It's tasty. Yeah, it's got that. It's um, it's perfectly yeah, it's serviceable. Perfectly serviceable. It's it's you know it's it's hams adjacent. It's yeah. that kind of that kind of lager, and mm-hmm. it's good. I like a I like a lager, especially when it's warm. Indeed. So it's not indeed. Uh, in, uh, it's a Minnesota joke. Um, well, what you got over there? It. You know, we're talking watermelon this week. Sure are. And got a, got a weird beer? I do. It's not a watermelon, although I think I have had watermelon beer. Um, but this is a short fuse uh, mm. brewing company from here, Chicago area. Tropical Hurt Locker Fruited Sour Ale. Um, so, you know, watermelon adjacent, uh, dosed with big amounts of raspberry and passion fruit. This fruited sour ale has an enjoyable mm. tartness. Um, I agree. ABV 5.5. So pretty good. Nice. Yeah. I, I don't know Would you, I wouldn't really call watermelon tropical adjacent. No, but you know, I was looking for a fruity beer. Sure. Fair enough. A watermelon beer would have been on brand, but we can't have anything go well so um, <laughs> you know i i wanted this, it to be a little shitty 
Sure. <laughs> That's our new tagline, MagPod, a little <laughs> shitty. <laughs> we're trying. <laughs> yeah, I think MagPod, we're mostly fine, a little, a little shitty. shitty. <laughs> we're doing our best. That's fair. Oh, man. Um, so this uh, past, uh, was it yesterday? Yeah, I think it was yesterday. Um, I was at this craft fair that was at a cidery in Minneapolis. And it's one of those things that I just don't think I'm a cider guy. Because no matter how dry Mm -hmm. they are... I just want to be drinking a beer instead. Yeah, me too. Me too. And it's and it's fine. And then there was one that was like, I think it was called Hop a Wheelie or something like that. And mm-hmm. I think it was, you know, uh, cider that was hopped, and it was good. But it's like mm-hmm. ah, it'd be so much. Like, do you know what would make? Do you know what would make this <laughs> this cider better? It being it's a beer. Beer. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I always feel about ciders too. Like, nothing against them. I just can never imagine myself being like wanting that over a beer yeah and then they had they did have one beer and i was like oh i'll try that and um i hated it (laughs) (laughs) it was it was it was it was sweeter than one of the ciders i had Mm. it was i i should have i just need to know what i like and just yeah accept accept that that cider is mostly fine and it's never gonna yeah it's never gonna float the old penis as it were (laughs) Indeed. Uh, not indeed brewing. Um, we will never <laughs> be sponsored by, well, if cider wants to sponsor us, that's fine, but, um, we won't. Hey, I didn't, I didn't drop, I didn't drop the name of the, of, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Of the cidery. They want to give us free money. Sure. We'll take I'll it. pretend to like some of their shitty ciders. <laughs> Sounds like a good deal. Yeah. Um, we're talking a one-off this week. Sure. And we gave uh, the warning out to the Discord folks Mm -hmm. that we were talking Driver 8 this week. I believe we have at least one voice memo on this week's band already. We sure do. We have our boy, Brian Cambra, the Rudy Librarian, calling in with some thoughtful thoughts. Hey, it's the Rudy Librarian, Brian Canberra, and I'm calling from my uh, twin propeller plane uh, on my way home from work. Uh, today is my kids' meet the teacher night, and uh, also uh, it's my second week as a librarian, which is pretty dope. Yeah. Um, yeah, so i got to talk about Driver 8. First of all, I love this band so much. I love the album so much. The singles, Watermelon and Strange, the music videos, I love everything about them. Uh, I think that one of the things I love about this band is that, you know, they sort of came out at a time when I was trying to define, trying to figure out my style. Um, and I wasn't 100% sure what it was, but I definitely, uh, because of Drive Race videos, took to wearing some silk shirts uh, <laughs> along with my Jinkos. Uh, and uh, I regret everything. I regret everything about that. Um, but uh, also, I think one of the things that always stands out to me about Drive Race is their connection to the band Fastball. Uh, so there's Andy Blunda, who also played in the band Fastball, who uh, you may know their hit single, The Way. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I'm so glad that you guys are covering Driver 8. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about it, and I'm going to listen to it right now in the car. Peace out! Oh, yeah, I guess I can't stop end with peace out. I have to end with uh, Magpop for Life. What was I thinking? 
Thank Thanks, you, buddy. Um, uh, lots, lots in there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't know if Brian Camber has has become the Danny Stairs of this season. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> this one was a little less egregious. Sure, still no, a uh, in the background, <laughs> but still pretty shitty sounding, just like us this week. Yeah, uh, you're on notice, Canberra. Um, <laughs> and just also to say. John, I also had a silk shirt in the 90s. Mm, did nice. you did you also did you ever have a silk shirt? I had all manner of sort of questionable button-ups. <laughs> um I'm sure at least a couple of them were silk. Um well, I had a lot of those sort of like, you know, work shirts or it was like Rudy's Garage or whatever that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but he's, you know, Brian, I hope I don't disappoint you this episode, but um some of these video uh <laughs> peak 90s aspects he's calling out here um sort of a bummer to me <laughs> whereas they might be like nostalgic warm fuzzies for you but yes that was certainly a look of sort of like button-up silk shirts and big jinko pants so it's a, it's a thing like i i couldn't pull i did like i was a short chubby kid in you know the 90s there's no way that i was gonna be <laughs> i was gonna be wearing a silk shirt right. and people being like oh yeah that that makes sense like, that guy's looks <laughs> that that child with a the butt cut and and the silk shirt like he's killing it no it was as brian said i regret everything yeah lots um, to regret from that time yeah, uh, I don't regret that this album was made. I, but I, th- I do think, as we talked about off pod, there's going to be a little bit of a controversy. Yeah, we'll, because we'll there's a it. there's an era of '90s music that I'm into that I just don't think John yeah. fucks. You just don't fuck with it. But I think I, that's correct. That's called a tease for our upcoming segment. Yeah. Uh, well, well, speaking of tease, hmm. Brian wasn't done. He's got more to say. Oh, an addendum. Oh, yeah. One more thing. This is the Ruby Librarian again, Brian Camber. One more thing. Can we talk about, and watch the music video, but can we talk about how high up on the net the lead singer and guitarist plays? Yes. Because I've never seen anything like it. So there, there's a talking point for you. Uh, for life. <laughs> All right. I was going to mention this, too. I haven't I haven't watched the music video. Uh, um, there's is there's it, two videos from this album. Is it? Are we talking? Um, are we talking slap at the bass sort of? Well, like? he's he's so Matt McCarty, the lead singer and guitarist and drummer, which is an interesting combo. Um, although not playing the drums in these videos, um, plays he 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 strums with his right hand way high up on the neck so it sort of looks like slapping the bass but he's playing <laughs> chords but then he's not playing down by the pick guard he's playing way up like on the frets but like really jamming away up there so sort of like mandolin style rocking but to like power chords it's yeah he's a very charismatic guy and it looks really interesting when he does it and cool so i don't know i'm into it interesting well uh yeah i'll have to check those out before we get to Get, yes. get to talking about it later. And our voicemail from our girl, Mickey. Hey, babes. It's Mickey. So I wanted to call actually a couple of weeks ago, but I forgot. But then Danny Stairs' voicemail was like perfect to bring a lot of these thoughts back together. And by a lot of these thoughts, I mean basically my only point. Um, so I... A lot of what he was saying definitely resonated with me where it's like, you know, 
kind of dropping off in the sort of uh, aspect of following the music that you guys are talking about. Um, I haven't really been as an inv- as invested in the bands the last couple of seasons as I was um, with MXPX and Five Iron and, you know, some of the side projects that they did. Um, and, I mean, everything that is talked about on the pod, it's like, oh, when did you first hear about it? And I'm like, I don't know, when Andrew told me that you guys were going to cover it. Like, um, I heard of MXPX and Five Iron first in January of 2020. So it's like everything's super new to me. But um, for the most part, you know, I haven't been as familiar with anything, of course, but still, still here, still listening. But I've been really interested in all of the stuff that you've been covering with the Martin Brothers, and, like, I've actually been listening to that a lot more recently just on my own. I've been playing uh, some Joy Electric today just in the background of my working. Um, And so it's just one of those things where even though, for the most part, I haven't really been following a lot of the music, I finally found something that I'm able to get into again uh, that you guys are talking about. So that's been really great. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention was I very much enjoyed having the little Thurston corner at the end of the episode the other day. <laughs> Thurston is just such a wonderful little boy. But also, as soon as Andrew started, like, trying to work him up, it also worked up my dog, Gatsby. So it was <laughs> it was a really funny moment for me as Gatsby is also reacting to Andrew trying to get Thurston all worked up. Anyways, I've rambled on for longer than I really needed to. Uh, Magpod for life. Thanks, Mickey. Yeah, um, I guess what what I'm hearing people say is uh, they've hated the last two seasons. <laughs> well, I, I, I feel like it's been a noticeable drop-off in engagement this season. Uh, maybe that's... Yeah not quite fair to say i know folks are are listening and weighing in we're getting some new folks and there's some of these bands that people are really pumped about but yeah maybe it's just that the music doesn't lend itself as much to the kind of tomfoolery and voicemails we would get in the past um yeah i've really been enjoying it but i i get why it's made out it's a little more out of left field than other stuff we've covered the kind of people that are into pedro for example are really really into pedro and like i think we got some really good conversations Mm -hmm. and discussion during during that portion but yeah this we're talking some really more obscure bands that maybe haven't had the biggest Mm -hmm. splash in in pop culture say an mxpx five iron or or a dave bazan project um, the number of people who know about <laughs> Driver 8 is probably right. in the negatives. But um, maybe this will be our biggest episode ever. <laughs> John, if this is our biggest episode, I'll give you a billion dollars. <laughs> All right, sweet. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I threw out uh, to the Discord folks uh, recently, and we've mentioned this before, but like, who are you really eager for us to get into? What are you eager for us to cover genre-wise or band-wise on future seasons? Um, so we'll have to take some of that under consideration. I know we're 
owing folks possibly some hardcore, possibly some emo, possibly some ska. So we'll 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 talk. I mean, I again, I'm very excited for what else we have planned, but I do feel like this is not an uh, it's something we hear pretty regularly like oh yeah i haven't really paid as much attention this season so i don't know we'll have to think about that yeah we'll 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 figure it out we uh we we want magpod nation to be uh you know engaged with with us and you know uh what we're we want you to be into what we're we're talking about too so if you're if you're burning up for us to cover something weigh in uh let your dog howl and weigh in <laughs> that's <I don't> true <laughs> glad you liked that mickey yes uh so we're talking driver eight and talking that watermelon record so why don't we take a break um when we come back we'll hear your wrong opinion about <laughs> about that record and why i think it rules hey john hey have you heard of Small Step Records. You know, the name is familiar, but but tell me more. Well, Small Step Records is a faith-based DIY record label with Mm -hmm. bands that are melodic punk, pop punk, easy core, emo, and ska. And they have some new albums and new bands releasing records right now on all streaming services. You should check them out. Andrew, not only that, they are Magpod's first official sponsor. Oh, really? Starburst's got nothing on these guys all right Mm. these guys are the real deal uh the tagline is love god love others listen to pop punk you can go to smallsteprecords.com check out the cool records and merch and bands they have and we will be through their generosity offering some giveaways in the coming uh weeks and months uh on our socials of some of these small step bands records so keep your eyes peeled for that also john unlike some record labels which may have come up over the course of the podcast the artists on Small Step always keep 100% of the rights and ownership of their music. Yes. So any money that goes to Small Step goes directly back into supporting the bands. This is a label with integrity, so you yeah. love to see it. Love to see it. Small Step. Check them out. Smallsteprecords.com. Sugar. I'm Erica Michelle. I host a voice diary called Brown Sugar Diaries on the Rock Candy Network, where I spill all the tea about my daily experiences, life lessons, my journey to healing and wholeness, my life as an entrepreneur, student doctor, CEO of a nonprofit, and I give my opinion on the current happenings of the world. You see why I have this voice diary? I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Tune into Brown Sugar Diaries wherever you listen to podcasts and let's sip on this tea or wine. You cup your business, sugar, okay? Talking Driver 8, mm. talking Watermelon, 1994 record. Now, is it 94 or is it 96? Because I've seen both online. I'm fairly certain it was June 7th, 1996, but maybe that was a, a like a reissue or something. Spotify is just fucking wrong about everything. Yeah. Whoever is some... updating these. Right. Yeah. 
we've had some trouble with these obscure one-off indie bands from the Christian world of the 90s on Spotify and places like that. But it wasn't yeah. just Spotify. Other places said 94 as well. So I was originally sort of contextualizing this stuff around like the sort of earlier, immediately post-grunge world. But no, I think it was solidly in the mid-90s. Um, yeah, I I have no relationship to this record at all. I don't think I'd ever heard of them before the season. Um, but they were one that came up regularly when we asked folks like, okay, who do we need to cover from the indie rock world? And a lot of people mentioned this record being important to them. Um, this is their one and only album, Watermelon. Um, yep. You know, sort of a post-grunge alt-rock vibe. Um, and I think you're right, Andrew, that I like a lot of aspects of this, but overall it's just a sound that like doesn't really do a ton for me. Like yeah. Yeah. it's a little yeah. It's a little <laughs> that was kind of American Kryptonite what you just did there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Driver is um, here. Um like it's it's just got enough of that sort of again, I don't want to I don't want to put butt rock on them. But you know oh, what I mean? Oh like, dude, are you kidding me? <laughs> not butt rock, but like rock with a capital R. That's just like oh come not on really my thing. Um but there are times when I really feel like they they're plugging into something that I, I was really into at the time. I get a lot of early Smashing Pumpkins vibes from them. Um, like the first couple records that I like. There's mm-hmm. there's these sort of psychedelic rock adjacent guitars that come in throughout that I like a lot. I like that vibe. There's a lot of sort of, you know, college rock jangly elements that I respond to. And right. those are kind of my favorite modes for them. Um, but I don't know. I, I, the bigger hits are the ones that people know the most, I think are kind of my least favorite sound from this record. I tend to like when they're sort of on that Polaris end, there's another sort of sure. Polaris vibe, uh, to these guys sometimes. And I like that sort of elements of them more, I think. Yeah. But when did you first hear of driver? Eight? You know, I'm trying to think if I, ever heard anything from them on like a tooth and nail compilation they were certainly on a bunch of comps yeah they not that i had there's a sampler that this looks like a sampler i never had a tooth and nail sampler volume three which i didn't have which looks like it has a lot of great songs on it they got some morellis forest some Joe Christmas. They do have Strange by Driver Eight, Goaty Hooks, Dave Zaker, mm-hmm. Supertones, Ninety Pound Willis, Trail Electric, MXPX. So I mean, they have a lot of great stuff on there. But yeah. yeah, I. And then they're on some like VHS video compilations, right? Yeah. Um, which some of those, yeah, I never, I didn't have those either. Those ones that are on here. Yeah, I think they. I think they were like really pushing these guys tooth and nail. Um, and that makes sense. Cause the, this sounds very much like bands that were big at this time on sort of alternative rock radio. Um, so they did a couple videos for them pretty high end. Like, you know, they put some money into them um, and they run a bunch of comps. So I think they were really pushing these guys and looking to these guys to maybe break out a little, but 
don't believe that happened um, since I've never heard of them until now. But um, yeah, I, they're an interesting band, uh, as as Brian Camber alluded to in the first segment. Um, some of these guys went on to be in other bands, maybe a little more well-known. Andy Blunda, uh, the guitar player, background vocalist, pianist, uh, became the touring guitarist with Fastball, who were another band from that era that I liked didn't love uh but i liked you know the way their big single was like an interesting right sort of latin influenced rock song a little bit uh they also kind of had an interesting sound uh in that sort of pop rock way um and he and alex parnell the bassist and backup vocalist uh went on to be in the band palo alto a little more well known uh and then matt mccurdy who as i said was the you know, lead singer, guitarist, also the drummer, um, made music, and I think still is making music as Theft for a long time. Hmm. Um, but he also played drums on that first Bon Voyage record we covered. Oh, interesting. Um, he was in this band, The Throws, uh, maybe a little more well-known. But he's sort of, they shared songwriting duties, but Matt was kind of the main singer-songwriter, and I think he established the band. Um, he appears to be sort of a, charismatic front man as we were alluding to from these videos um i think you know the vocals sort of uh sometimes work better for me than at other times but i think generally they're they're pretty cool and unique um especially for this world that they're coming from um but yeah these it's these three guys and and he's he's playing both guitar and drums on the record um in one of the videos they have a guy on drums but i don't know who that is maybe I don't know how much they toured or played up. Maybe that's the guy that joined them on drums for those shows. But um, yeah, it, it's it was this record was produced, engineered, and mixed by Armand John Petrie, who produced a lot of Goo Goo Dolls and Sixpence, None the Richer, and that's kind of the world that it seems like to me, which is just like not really my thing, but I sort of respect it. I don't know. Is that fair? You know, I, I think you're I think you're being fair. You know, I I can't fault you for. I don't think I would have liked these guys back in the day. Sure. Uh, and the kind of artists that I think they in that influenced them. You know, because I I am curious if because Driver Eight is an RM song, yeah. and I do think that there's some definite yeah I can college see that. college radio rock yeah. Um, Hard to imagine they're not named after that song. Yeah, it would have to, I mean, yeah. Fables of the Reconstruction, um, you know, Let the Records Show, uh, Big R.E.M. Stan, always been a big R.E.M. fan. Yes. Um, but I do think that if they're, if you're an alternative band coming around in the early to mid-90s, it, it, you've got to probably have some R.E.M., influence in in what you're doing yeah they have a pretty eclectic mix of sounds um a fair amount of which would sound at home on college radio of the era um and like i was saying some of them work better for me than others but um i like a lot of the bass lines yeah Um, i like uh, there's cool guitar stuff throughout i like that vibe in general i just i don't like some of the melodies as much as the vibe which is sort of common for me 
with this sort of genre of yeah. like, I don't know, more straightforward rock, even if I can appreciate it, it doesn't always like do as much for me in terms of like song structure and chord progression and stuff. But um, I think it's, it sounds pretty good. Um, the drums could probably stand to have a little more muscle behind them sonically. I felt the same way about the bass. Yeah. It, when I it do stands th- out, I, it does, but there could we, be more through yeah, when when the bass comes through, you're, or, or when there's an interesting bass line, you're like, "Ooh, okay." But yeah, that sometimes I do feel like the production is a little. I just want to have a little bit more oomph behind it. Yeah, push it, push things a little bit harder. But in my mind, I was thinking about what a live show would be, and I imagine yeah. it would be very distorted, very loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that that made me feel a little bit more like forgiving of the yeah the production yeah no I bet they I bet they had a cool live sound they've got a lot of heavy guitar doing a bunch of different interesting things there's a guitar solo in every song yeah <laughs> they kind of follow the structure of like verse chorus verse chorus bridge guitar solo back into the chorus and it's a satisfying um progression usually where i'm like oh the guitar did do something cool on this song too um so i can imagine them pulling off that stuff live in a way that would be satisfying um they're an interesting band i mean no no explicitly christian lyrics at all um that yeah i was i was that was what was kind of curious to me yeah i think you could interpret something but it's but not in the not in the way like in the ways that we talked about Ronnie versus Jason Martin in their sort of lyrics where, you know, Ronnie puts out Christian songs and Jason's like, I'm driving a truck and I don't want to be around anymore. You know, (laughs) (laughs) there's just like, there might be something in there, but it's not like super obvious. And we can get into some of the specifics of the lyrics. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I, I think you could easily throw this on just 90s just regular alternative radio and definitely people would be like oh i don't know i didn't think that was a christian band right yeah you you have to kind of search for them or or be looking for them um and the lyrics are all very sort of poetic and i don't know what they mean most of the time right (laughs) Uh, right lots of cryptic stuff going on so we'll have to see what we can make of it yeah we're gonna have 11 songs of being like uh what do you think i don't know what are you saying here but yeah yeah um, all right. Well, is that enough table setting? I think so. Yeah. Uh, Let's take a bite the, of this watermelon. Yeah. The, the watermelon, the conversation uh, was the amuse-bouche. Mm. And the watermelon is the meal and the dessert. Mm. Mm, yeah. I guess. All right. Sure. Opening track. Watermelon. <laughs>
don't know how you're not into that. That um, little part we just turned down on as we exited is cool. Yeah, well, That's, it's it's my it's getting interesting. It's, it's my number one. I'm sure you're not alone in that. I'm guessing that's where most people land. It's not in my top three. I think that's it's fine. Fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I. This is this is John. The the Venn diagram of of our interests is just like we we <laughs> we share so many interests. We overlap on so many things. And then when there are is- things like this, <laughs> I just find myself endlessly frustrated <laughs> <laughs> because I just don't understand. Like, I don't I just don't get it. But that's OK. I'm I'm learning to accept the things in my mm. life that I that can't, can't change. change. <laughs> Do I need to throw on the headphones record and have you appreciate that? Oh, it needs cr- to happen oh here. Christ. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, until you just mentioned it right now, like, like any good traumatic experience, I buried that deep. <laughs> That's fine. Sometimes we're both wrong about things. Um, <laughs> yeah. Watermelon was the second single from this record. Um, you know, one of the more well-known songs, I believe. I've I've heard them referred to as a one-hit wonder, and I'm like, is this the hit, or is the other single the hit? Um, Strange, I think, is probably the one that people know a little more. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I you're gonna like call me an asshole again here, but there was a whole sort of like wave of mid to late '90s rock bands that I just couldn't. You know, I, I don't want to like disparage them here, but like, what you know, like tonic and like seven mary three <laughs> like these bands that are just like yeah that's rock music and that's kind of what this is for me like there's maybe a little more interesting stuff going on but i don't like that sort of post grungy chord progression thing of the melody just kind of like it goes back into this sort of it's got the sort of like downcast minor chords of grunge but it's got this like bigger sound so that it's like uh, it just kind of sounds sludgy to me where it's like I keep waiting for it to go to the next, you know, to be like ascending on this next part. But instead, it's just kind of like more minor chords, but it's with like a big sound. You know what I mean? Does that make sense at all? I understand what you're trying to say. I mean, you're not a are you not a fan either of Toad the Wet Sprocket? I mean, they're fine. We've talked yeah. about them. I like because <laughs> I, I, this is giving me Toad the Wet Sprocket vibes, too. Yeah, I like them more than those other bands I mentioned, but it is still enough in that world that i never really like did a super deep dive on them either yeah um but i think they're obviously interesting stuff going on here it's not like cookie cutter at all and there are a lot of different modes that they go into on this record i just find that the biggest two singles are sort of two of the most i don't know by the book yeah they're going they're trying to get something to stick you know right it just kind of sucks to think like they had all the muscle behind them with Tooth and Nail. Obviously, they were pushing it. Tooth and Nail was probably trying to get a big crossover. Mm-hmm. You know, they were having they started having some success with with MXPX in the punk world. You know, right? Maybe trying to get somebody in. You know, trying to get some a band like Drive Raid or Staves Acre or some one of those. They never had. They never really had a like no. rock band crossover yeah i it's it's too bad they only had this one this one record and and you're right that there's a little bit of a formula they're obviously borrowing from what nirvana Mm -hmm. popularized with the quiet loud quiet 
thing right. which is great and there's a reason it works right is because it it's it's awesome it right. gets you pumped all the time but um if you're not feeling the quiet loud melodies that they've chosen then i guess it's mm -hmm. not really going to do anything for you yeah i kind of wish it would, would go either way like it would go you know pure sort of pop and be more sort of i don't know lush and major chordy or more sort of dangerous and scary and grungy you know what i mean um do you think they're they're playing it too safe or something it falls into this kind of middle ground for me a lot of this kind of band where i'm just like it doesn't really it doesn't really go far enough in either direction for me to really like plug in um but this could be just all personal preference over any sort of like yeah. grand statement about their achievements artistically um but I, like I said, the bass line here, I think, is really cool. Um, great guitar sound. There's sort of psychedelic elements that come in, as we were kind of hearing there, um, with that pedal. There we go. That's really cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. Lots yeah. of little flourishes like that that I can get into. The, the video is peak 90s, uh, set in a coffee shop. They're performing there. Uh, dude playing on some drums don't know who that is uh and then like this girl is watching them sort of dreamily um <laughs> and then there's this guy and he's kind of like ordering a bunch of drinks and annoyed at the band sort of i think <laughs> i don't think he likes this band um and then like every was it you <laughs> were you in the music <laughs> video <laughs> it was just a real prick um just just like a 12 year old johnny just being <laughs> like fuck these guys <laughs> I don't know what this guy's deal was, but he seems annoyed. Uh, and then everybody leaves until all that's left is the girl. Uh, and then she leaves too. So anyway, this one, I feel like there were a couple of sort of like uh, 90s video starter kits you could get. And one is like a coffee shop. And then another one is like an industrial abandoned factory, which is where their other video is. So yeah, um, good stuff. Um, yeah. And then lyrically, you know, I don't know what these lyrics mean. Uh, poetic, certainly, you know, the chorus is, Watermelon, it's your insides that you're selling. Watermelon, take a bite, wipe your mouth, walk away. It's interesting. Um, the song starts with this, once upon a longer time, we fell over, thought that we could do it by ourselves. Now, is that like the fall? Is that like a Genesis Garden of Eden type deal? I don't know. I wouldn't think that if I didn't know they were Christian, but... <laughs> Yeah, you and me are happy thieves sleeping nightly. Take your lips and rest them on a shelf. I mean, it's cool. It is cool. Uh, I, I do think your assessment of the fall and trying to do things without God mm -hmm. seems... It this sounds a whole lot better than, like, back in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> right, yes. Adam and Eve were sinners. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly appreciate all their <laughs> lyrics being more poetic than than any of that. Wondering if you appreciate mm. this next song, mm. "Polish."
polish this one. Uh, I like this one a lot more. I like this um, one a lot too. Yeah. I just this <laughs> this feels like uh, that that could be like a '90s insult. Like polish this one. <laughs> hey, polish this one. Hey, off, buddy. <laughs> polish this one. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like something that um, the kid in Terminator Two would say. You know, as he like <laughs> peels out on his moped. Or <laughs> you um, mean like uh, uh, Danny? What's his name? Budnick is in it. Budnick. Also. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, polish this one, cop. Yeah. Um, T one thousand comes around asking about if you've seen this guy. He's like, this one. <laughs> Got it. Always, always tell the cops to polish this one. That's right. You've seen that meme going around where it's like he saved humanity by telling L- the cop to fuck <laughs> off, or, <laughs> like yeah, lying, lying to the to cops. The cop. Yeah, that's right, Budnick. That's right. <laughs> um, What's yeah. his name? It's like Danny something. I think it's Danny. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Get him on the pod. Um, yeah, what's when did he first hear drive rate? <laughs> Danny, yeah, Cook, about, Danny Cooksey. Yeah, he talks about uh, White, White Snake was his favorite band on Salute Your Shorts. I remember that. Um, cool dude. Uh, no, I think this song is is much more interesting. Um, the, the, the time signatures are changing. The rhythms are changing. The chord progression is sort of like surprising yeah. in a way that you don't um, expect it to, to do. Um I still feel like the intro is the most interesting part. Like it, they have these elements of sort of like post hardcore almost sometimes where they're doing like almost sort of like math rocky sort of backgrounds where I expect the lyrics to come in and be sort of like talk singing, you know, Um, doesn't go that direction. It usually like, I feel like where they do go with the verses is a little more boring to me melodically than where they start. Um, But I do really like the guitars on the chorus. I think that, they they know their way around a catchy chorus um and it builds well i think the the beat is doing something interesting on the polish this one part you know where it's like yeah. the drums are changing syncopation there um yeah there's also an interesting sort of guitar solo and chord progression on the bridge um but yeah this one to me is sort of like oh okay there are um there are surprises to be to be found here on this record and with this band um I think it's a love song. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what it means again. But yeah, what does this? What does the song mean for you, thematically and musically? Um, I mean, that's that's the best guess. You've yeah. got me blown away. And what else could I say? Yeah, I feel like I'm the one. At least I'm part of some half of us as one. Yeah, that's kind of a cool. Yeah. Expression. Yeah. No. There's there's love inside of you. Ooh, yeah. Polish this one off. Oh man, didn't take long for us to make this band sexual <laughs> too. That's that can be our other podcast. <laughs> Andrew and John make it sexual. <laughs> I think that's this podcast already <laughs> too. But uh how how, how is this album a chode too? <laughs> can we polish this chode off? <laughs> Find out. Yes. Yeah. Join us on the Patreon to find out if we can polish this chode off. <laughs> Oh Christ! That's what, um, <laughs> that's, what you, that's what the Patreon people pay for, right? That's right. Uh, the, no. the, the, that solid showed content. Oh boy! Hashtag solid showed content. Um, <laughs> no, I like I like this song a lot. Uh, I like this next song. www.solidshowedcontent.org. Yeah, if you could go ahead and reserve us that so URL, I appreciate it. You got it. Um, I like this next song even more. Ooh. 
Cheers. swing and she can't hit um thousand percent (laughs) this is my number one interesting it's and it's funny because it's like to me does sound like extremely like a quintessential 90s sound yes in a way that i don't think watermelon and polish necessarily sound right exclusively connected to the 90s that i feel like there are plenty of other bands yes. that are doing this sort of sound contemporarily that yeah. um but this song is <laughs> to your point uh is very much linked and so that that's why i'm it's it's curious to me that you like this song well the most. i love i love that that sweet 90s nostalgic you know sweet spot i i don't mind i don't mind that mode at all i mean i know there's a couple of sort of 90s style quintessential 90s rock styles you could mention but if it's this kind i don't mind at all being transported back to this sort of very 90s contextualized um sound um i'm just like into this vibe a lot more again this is sort of the polaris end of that college rock jangly guitar breezy thing a little more i just like it's still not blowing my socks off but i like this style more um you know that day we mentioned the jane says <laughs> riff after the chorus a little bit yeah no jane's um, addiction I, well, jane's yeah. addiction there's definitely some smashing pumpkins here for me he's got a lot of sort of like billy corgan vocal delivery the sure like, sure what you say <laughs> that comes in on like yeah. the second chorus um i'll punch and- you out <laughs> right which i i love early pumpkins i mean they were huge for me when i was growing up so i think anything that taps into those you know gish and siamese dream and some of melancholy i think is very much up my alley um there's a cool kind of groove that comes in with the bridge which i would like to hear some of uh at about 219 jangly i love it i love it feels light and breezy and got the windows down in the mid 90s 
Everything's looking up. Um, yeah. yeah. You're not innocent to it. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I'm not, this isn't, no, it's not one of my, I like it when, I like when they go a little harder. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you find this a little bit more interesting. I find it, I find it, I like it, but it's, I'm, yeah, it, it does feel a little bit more derivative, if that's sure. if yeah, that's fair, but... No, I think that, yeah, as, as we're like, hey, that sounds like the Smashing Pumpkins. Sounds like Jane's Addiction. Yeah, I guess, you know, that is true. Um, it's just a mode I like more. But it's funny because sometimes we'll be listening to bands and I'm like, I just wish this went harder, you know? Yeah, I <laughs> know. Like, I like the songs <laughs> where they go harder on this record. It depends on the context of the thing. And I do really, you know, jangly college rock with sort of um, high vocals and fun psychedelic guitar solos is certainly one of the modes that i really like so if like <laughs> you're touching on that i'm like oh i'm into that i like that mode right um another kind of weird weird lyric <laughs> song is it a breakup song you know is it about someone other than a romantic partner because there are a lot of repeated punch threats <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> if you open up this again i'll punch you out and then i'll play you like a matador or else i'll punch you <laughs> like I can't tell if it's sort of bitter or sarcastic or if it's like, you know, maybe this is about a sort of family relationship or a relationship that's different than sort of a romantic one. But he's like, you're, you know, you're right. And I don't care what you say is the chorus. And then the second verse, all I want is mindless chatter, cheers and quotation marks. And it's like, oh, he's, he's mad about something and somebody. Anyway, I like it a lot. I'm guessing I'm in the minorities having this spin number one, but there's other cheats out there. You let me know. Another great song that John hates. <laughs> is my number two all right i figured as much i'm guessing these are certainly in most people's top three not in mine yeah once once the chorus kicks in they got those uh background vocals and the ahs mm -hmm. yeah yeah you're just like oh man this is it's it sounds so cool and this is and that vocal effect he has it does it is reminiscent to me of uh either some pumpkins or there's something there's some that sort of vo that vocal effect that's something mm -hmm. it's 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 
reminiscent of some sort of 90s band that I can't quite exactly put my finger on, but yeah. Yeah, I think I'm into it. Fair. I wonder if other people have suggestions of who it might remind them of. Um yeah, I look, I think it's fine. I just don't find it particularly interesting. Uh clearly they were choosing songs as the singles that they thought people would find interesting and they did because people like these songs but for me it's just like oh these aren't the ones that i would choose as my singles at all um but it's just i don't know this time in rock that sort of maintained as i said the minor chords of grunge but also the sort of sludgy straightforward rock stuff just like the it just kind of feels like okay i don't know I wish there was sort of a transcendent moment and maybe it, it is for you in the chorus with the, you know, the background uh, vocals and stuff, but it just doesn't do too much for me. I mean, I think if you were, I don't know, if you were 13 and yeah. you hadn't heard you know, sure. another entire decade of uh, bands that followed up after right, right. the pumpkins and, yeah, and Nirvana and, and a lot of these other, I don't know, maybe maybe it would have been even more transcendent for us or interesting to us. Right. Uh, Perhaps then. there was a, a chart that said, if you like Smashing Pumpkins if- Gish, you'll like Driver Aid's <laughs> Watermelon. I don't know. Maybe so. Maybe that maybe. would have blown my mind. But. <laughs> and then you would have, and then you would have listened to it and you'd be like, oh, I'd just rather listen to Siamese Dream. Why am I, I listening? Mean, it's true. But if, if that was my first foray, you know, if I hadn't heard grunge and driver it was my introduction to that world i'd be like this shit is crazy so <laughs> maybe um yeah i am curious about i mean obviously this guy's a talented songwriter and i wonder about some of his influences like what what did he sort of respond to musically that he wanted to make a band that right. was in sort of the mold of um but interesting you know more weird mysterious lyrics uh, I really like the, it makes no sense. I saw something there, something over there. I'm like, Ooh, that's kind of cool. What's he talking about? What's he building in there? <laughs> um, and then, yeah. What's the he building in there? It must be some kind of watermelon. I swear to God, I heard a watermelon moan. Is it the hat man? Is <laughs> it that... You might be seeing the hat man. Yeah. Um, sort of X Filesy, you know. The chorus is "It's so beyond me, I can say it's so strange." Um, and speaking of which, that video, another peak '90s vision here. <laughs> just set in a weird industrial space, sort of fisheye angles on them, playing Hell their yeah. instruments uniquely, as we said. Uh, yeah, worth checking out. Silk shirts and jinkos abound. <laughs> um, so check that out if you haven't. I, could I mean, that's see, I could cool. see I could see why you think that sucks. <laughs> I didn't say it sucks. <laughs> no, I think I, you know, I'm a bridge boy. I yeah, tend you to are. think these bridges are the most interesting parts of a lot of these songs. And I like all the sort of psychedelic freak out distorted guitar solos, but especially here where it's like underneath that is this major chord progression that's coming in. And like that combo, I'm like, ooh, that's cool. They're doing something interesting there. So yeah. Into it. Uh, getting this thing to go.
that's my number two. Okay. Uh, I don't think we're gonna have any overlap. Adam, um, hey, I only have two songs so far. You don't oh, know wait. me. Sorry, that's my number three. My number okay. two is still to come. Um, I don't know you. That's true. Um, <laughs> the this this one I think is really interesting. I think it's really cool what's happening here. Like it, it's it takes this kind of surprising turn in the like the first part of the verse is the sort of minor chords, and all of a sudden it goes to these kind of poppier sounding major chords in the second half of the verse, and then back to minor again, and then to major, and then the chorus sort of combines both those elements with this like really catchy chord progression um but yeah it really locks in for me with the chorus you're just kind of rocking out to that beat um i don't know i think they're doing it's a really interesting mix of sounds on this song it kind of takes you on a journey um and then the bridge is sort of just like purely happy sounding um and then there's a little peppy guitar solo and even like some da 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 group vocals uh 220 little flourishy guitar like is dope yeah that's great i love that that portion so i don't know maybe i like them when they're in their like peppy da 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 mode uh this band but i wish we got another effort from them i'm curious to yeah. see what, what could have where they would have gone where yeah. they could have gone especially if we got dudes writing or you know playing i'm not sure if he was working or like recording with fastball or what his deal was in fastball I think he was just a touring member, but okay, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I would have been <clears throat> curious to see too. This this is another one that really has a Billy Corgan delivery to me, where it's like, "You're upside down." <laughs> I yeah, know. I just I like the the delivery there. Um, I don't know. It's a fun one. Uh, lyrics, things are sort of falling apart, or maybe they're meeting each other at the wrong times. Uh, you know, I'm assuming the title's sort of in reference to a relationship, like can't get this thing to go because we're not quite on the same page. I don't know. You're a thing of beauty when you see right through me, I suppose. If I could only get this thing to go. Yeah. Womp womp. It is a it's a womp womp, however you cut it. I, I think he's trying to say, like, if I could just get this thing to like go and work out, if I could just mm -hmm. figure out how to but like <laughs> in my mind I'm like it's like he's like flagging down the waiter. It's like, hey, can I get this? Uh, can I get this thing to go? Can I get this? Uh, can I get this? Uh, uh, that's really funny. This cheeseburger and fries to go. I'm just getting this thing to go. So I'll just, just get out thing. real quick. You know, it's like it's uh, it's you know, it's full of holes. These hands I fold. Uh, I'm just it's I'm losing control. I just need this thing uh, to go. That's pretty funny. Waiting for Godot. Mm. Scary where you go.
Monster uh, number two? No, uh, but I do think <laughs> it's fun. Um, much more upbeat vibe here. Um, but I like it, you know, a lot more stripped down. Um, but I like that. Uh, I like the verses more than where the song kind of goes with the chorus, even though I do like those those female harmonies that come in, which we should say uh, Carly, Bra- Carly Baum is doing those backup vocals. Um, yeah, I wish the chorus kind of took it to the next gear for me, which it doesn't really. Um, but I do like it. I don't know. What do you think? How did he pronounce Godot? He pronounces it Goudet, which is not even a little correct. No. So I'm like, is he? Is it a play on words? Is he saying like good day and trying to make that sound like Godot? But I don't know. I that don't know either. <laughs> Goudet is not Godot. Good day. Good day. I'm like, it has to be <laughs> intentional somehow, right? Because well, it's also it's it's interesting because it says because it's like scary where you go at night. There's no right. one home. Scary it, where it you go. It rhymes with Godot. It rhymes with Godot. Maybe it's a little plan words. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's like he's uh you know turning expectations on our head on their right, heads. Right. I don't know, but it's like. <laughs> You know, I mean, we we intentionally mispronounce controversy. You know, right. just as a as a as a goof. Mm-hmm. But uh, waiting for good day is is a choice, my dude. Still waiting for a good day. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what to make of that. Um, kind of a fun sunshiny bridge, though. Um, you know, we got some da da das this time. We got some but but ups. Uh, catchy. At like uh, 140. Can we hear some of that? We sure can. Some hand claps. I love that. I think it's fun. Still like waiting it. for a good day. <laughs> yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah. Um, no idea what the lyrics are about. Um, all I can think is that you know you don't you don't name your song after Waiting for Godot without having some meaning there. So perhaps, like that famous play, it's sort of about you know wondering about the purposelessness of life. Is this all for nothing? What's the reason for this kind of thing? Maybe that's the vibe. I don't know. Uh, brown paper bag. That's some dirty fuzzy guitar. Yeah, into it.
This is a really cool song. This is actually my number two. Okay. So we do have no crossover. No crossover. Uh, but I think this is great. Um, this does have a Polaris vibe to me. For sure. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's got a kind of catchy college rock central hook. Um, and I like that combined with the vocal melody he's doing. But when it gets to, I mean, it's a cool chord progression, but then when the chorus comes in, it's like the ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. Yeah, that ding, like walking bass. Baseline rules. I dig the sort of surprising chord progression it takes. Also very catchy at the same time. And the weird vocal melody too. Yes. It's that, unexpected. That, yes. The weird vocal melody combined with that different um, major chord uh, progressions happening with the chorus. I love when they do those sort of juxtaposed things together. Those are sort yeah. of the most interesting uh, aspects of the songs that these guys get to for me. Um, and then sort of a classic mid nineties guitar sound for the uh, guitar solo in the bridge that I really like uh, at two thirty. If we could hear some of that, it's a little gin blossomsy even maybe. that sound a lot yeah um this is probably in my top five okay yeah no it's it's way up there i have i have my my number three still to come all right uh but yeah there i mean i like a lot of this record so yeah. and there's uh as it continues to grow on me mm -hmm. you know i'm sure there'll be uh, it's like for me when it comes to new albums, I there are songs that usually just like will in, just jump out to me easily, mm -hmm. and I don't know, maybe I'm basic, like in the <laughs> uh, like in the singles, sure. But that's been known to happen. <laughs> I mean, me too for other bands. I don't know. I just, I guess for me, the the ones that felt the most sort of surprising, where I my ears would perk up with the turn of the song. That those are the ones that stood out most to me yeah um but yeah this uh this is a great one i don't know another sort of breakup relationship ending song maybe kind of a story about people going their separate ways perhaps um but yeah i don't know I, into it into it sunbitten
really like the layers and sort of the building on you know just the that fuzzy guitar and then the drums and then then you got the acoustic guitar and then you have the little noodly guitar that's added onto it so there's just mm-hmm. like lots of fuzzy layers lots of things going on yeah in this song i think are really cool yeah i really like the vibe here um it's a little confusing because i'm pretty sure this song is actually drive and the song that's called sunbitten is the next one but even on the album itself like it's ordered wrong um but if you look at the lyrics you're right yeah yes. it's weird it's confusing <laughs> yeah this song is drive right the lyrics so, are drive but right. yeah it's confusing anyway we're talking about drive now even yes though, even the order is wrong something. yeah so anyway um yeah i really like this one i think as you said the guitar part that comes in on the second part of the verse the guitar parts here kind of are what are what take it up to that next level for me like the the there's a nice build to the chorus and then the chorus is kind of catchy and breezy in the way of some of these other college rock songs on the album are for me um i wish it maybe had like a little more heft or was a little more interesting but i really love those little noodly parts like you said the guitar part that comes in after the chorus the bridge is really great um nice polaris guitar solo there i think um but yeah it, it is kind of a good culmination of all those elements and a bunch of elements working well together um yeah it's a cool vibe here yeah um, the it's i wonder if part of this is sort of a continuation of um getting this thing to go mm-hmm. because he says finally got this thing in gear and now right, we're right. gone won't see things funny how these dots and lines can use your mind and take me away so this is sort of like obviously a driving song mm-hmm. um whether he's driving away from a problem i mean he says the way back home but maybe he's maybe he's the kind of guy like me who likes to go for drives when he's yeah. feeling feeling emo it's yeah definitely a driving song i'm really questioning myself now because i'm like did everything that i write in my notes is that actually about the next song <laughs> did any of the, what i said apply to this song i don't know <laughs> we'll see um but i like it either way uh, yes i had the same thought about this being a continuation of getting this thing to go you know he got it to go and now he's in the in the car <laughs> taking his takeout home that kind of thing <laughs> Um, he's you know but he's like everybody else he's he can't wait to get home he's he's eating some fries out of the bag mm-hmm. they're not good if you leave them until you uh, get no home, so. no especially if you have hot fries in a bag they're gonna get steamed in there they're not gonna be crispy anymore right i assume that's what he's talking about of course naturally talking about them crispy taters precious <laughs> Um, All right, so that was Drive. Yeah, I'm, I'm confused myself at this point, but let's see what happens. Uh, but now this next one is Sunbitten, even though they are reversed. All right. Get, get your shit together, everybody. <laughs> Take you there and take you to the fair. 
Would it be a 90s song if you didn't talk about flying away? <laughs> you gotta have a flyaway song. You gotta have a flyaway. Just like you have an Everything's Gonna Be Alright song. If you're uh-huh. a punk band, right, if you're right. a pop rock band, you gotta have a flyaway song. Well, I thought about that when we were talking about Drive, because we talked about, you know, the driving song, also a sort of <laughs> classic staple. Yeah, quintessential um, rock song. Gotta have a driving song. But I don't know. I don't know how many, uh, how many of the bands we've talked about before... I don't know. I don't know if Bazan has a has a I'm gonna fly away song. Uh yeah, not so much flying away there. Um no, I fully fucked up in all the stuff that I said about <laughs> the last song is what I meant to say here, which makes more sense because I'm like, I don't the Polaris, I don't hear it now that we're listening back. Uh, so I'll just say it all again. Um really like the vibe here. Now it makes more sense that I was saying the guitar part that comes in in the second part of the verse where it's like ding 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 ding. I like that a lot. Nice build up to the chorus. The chorus is catchy breezy um this is what i was saying i wish i had maybe a little more heft but mm. i do like i love that guitar part and that comes in again after the chorus and um the bridge is really great but yeah this is the one that i feel like that has kind of polarisy guitar solo and guitar sound throughout um yeah no, this one i like it a lot what do you think uh i mean other than the the flying away Sounds like yeah. a sounds like a love song to me. Yeah, I think maybe even like a, a relationship ending song. Like it's a sort of a sweet version, maybe of like people going their separate ways. Uh, maybe flying away yeah. from each other. Um, uh, you said you had to go someplace. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I run and hold you down? Airplanes, telegrams, visit if you can. Another another sad womp womp. Yep, we got some email lyrics here. Um, <laughs> the album closer is real peak emo, but uh, yeah, we'll get there. But before we do, mm. we're going. We're going I mean, talk about going to the fair. Got to get on that <laughs> carousel, bro. <laughs> that's right. Ooh, ooh, what's happening? The carousel's winding up. Yeah, we're going up in the sky. I'm gonna fly away.
This is my number three. Yes, I thought it would be. <laughs> uh, this is cool. There's they're on some different shit on this song. That is uh, true. Yeah, this is the uh, the longest song on the record at four forty eight, and mm. it's because they spend a portion of it getting fucking shreddy. <laughs> yeah. So it's that's kind of got. I'm gonna get. Should we get to? Oh, you want to say what you want to say, and then we'll get to some shreddiness. Sure. Yeah, I was just gonna say I kind of like that. You know, it starts out in this weird sort of this thing. Like, is this low? Is this the yeah. new low record? <laughs> it's like <laughs> noise, and then this kind of spooky tremolo riff. Like, yeah, um, yeah, a lot of interesting elements here. But yeah, let's let's shred. distorted everything is in this yeah. song it's cool. like lots of full especially the beginning just lots of feedback stuff going on yeah they're 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 doing some freaky psychedelic distorted grungy vocals stuff here um and um, uh i feel like uh you know we we were talking you were just talking uh low briefly i feel like we should uh, i saw this earlier today um that mimi parker from low uh, uh evidently has ovarian cancer mm-hmm. and so they're like canceling a bunch of um tours and or a bunch of shows to kind of accommodate yeah she was diagnosed um a while ago and it kind of only came out uh, in the news before this most recent record, but they had kind of thought it had been in remission or enough for it to be okay to tour and stuff. Um, but I guess it's, you know, maybe not quite the result yet that they wanted. And the doctors were saying, you know, flying to Europe to play these dates, just not in the cards. So really, really sad. One of my favorite bands, uh, Mimi and uh, Alan Sparhawk uh, are the couple that make up the band and have been together forever and have been in the band forever. And so, I don't know. I feel she's the best and I feel connected to them and, and uh, really hope that she uh, pulls through and that they get some good health results soon. So anyway, yeah. um, yes, I will ruin your day by saying I like a lot of the elements here. I just don't feel like it really culminates into something greater than the sum of its parts. Um what is a song other than the sum of its parts? Well, I guess when it's like, I feel like there's a, often a sort of culminating moment where I'm like, oh, all these different things have worked together to get to this uh, repeated chorus or to get to this bridge or whatever. And I'm like, oh, now it all clicks together for me. And instead, it's just kind of like different, I don't know, different parts that don't, don't really like coalesce for me together into something more than that. Um, but there is a lot about it that I like. Well, fine. I 
It's the podcast over. You know, we every once in a while we have um we have I feel like every every six to eight months we have uh <laughs> an album that we vehemently I mean, this isn't just... an Arthur situation where I'm just like, this is, <laughs> this is bad. And you're like, no, it's good. I'm like, this is pretty good. And you're like, no, it's great. So, <laughs> I mean, I feel like the last real time we had where I was just beside myself was <laughs> probably Yellow Second. Yeah, and, that's probably fair. I mean, we've had some disagreements over like handful of songs or everything, but just like, but also I just, I just, I felt more passionate about Yellow Second than I do about, sure, about this record, but yeah. Well, and you know, yeah. I love some Yellow Second. The, um, just the bridges. <laughs> just the bridges. Um, I love everything freaking Scott has done since then. Same. Um, can't wait for that Fantasy League record whenever that comes out. Hell yeah. Um, I have no idea what the lyrics to Carousel are uh, or what they mean, but, uh, you know, another cryptic one. Everything you swore you wanted and lay every kiss down. Oh, you came, you taunted around in circles, spinning around. You know, sometimes like a... sometimes words can just sound yeah. cool. And they don't need to sure. mean anything. Yeah, we're putting... Kisses on shelves earlier. Now we're putting them in the ground. I mean, putting lips on shelves. Lips, lips on shelves. Kisses laying kisses down. Yeah, yeah. Who even knows? Sounds cool though. I like it. Yeah, um, I do like the lines. Tell us what you're after, because everybody here's an actor. Yeah, no, those are cool. That's cool. It's cool when I'm like something's happening that you're <laughs> referencing, and I don't know what it is, but it's invoking something cool sounding. Yeah, um, but you don't always need to know. You know, and I don't know why I struggle with that, but I do. I want to know. I'll never <laughs> right. know. This next one maybe a little more straightforward in that regard. Super glow. sad boy emo closer i really like it um, yeah i think it's a cool closing song uh put my heart back with some super glue super dreams are silly stupid things that's <laughs> that's so emo um yeah. this one feels the most smashing pumpkins to me can't you hear billy corgan being like put my heart back with some super glue <laughs> super dreams i see <laughs> <laughs> <kind Yeah>. <laughs> 
And I love a little... <laughs> there you go. Um, I love a little, you know, starts quiet and builds up. Uh, yeah. It's a satisfying final song move. Um, and I really like the chord progression throughout the song, the way it builds and it's sort of like ends in this sort of thrashy major chord place. Um, you know, they each chorus gets a little more built up and then the final chorus is kind of this big dreamy um cool culminating chorus um so i don't know maybe we skip ahead a little to how it builds toward the end um that's really satisfying yeah um, some female harmonies in there i think again or at least him harmonizing with himself in a high voice but um really cool i don't know i just think it's this nice kind of dreamy closing song oh man put my heart back with some super glue yes same bro it's a it's a real anthem for our times i know <laughs> i know i don't feel so fine same <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah this is uh this is 2022 feels here yeah i i, I want to hear you do a full-on billy corgan cover <laughs> i'll whip that up yeah i have a feeling if i do that right, back. <laughs> jenny's gonna text me and be like please shut up down there <laughs> um, back with some super i don't know that wasn't the best but i'll work on it can't help it because it's my favorite Billy Corgan on a roller coaster. We. <laughs> what is the account that's from again? I don't know. It's from there was there was this Instagram account where this guy would do little animations uh, of like clips of songs where he would have the you know singers be doing various activities as they were saying <laughs> anyway wonderful <laughs> um billy corgan owner of a cafe in nearby highland park tea shop tea shop um so i might need to hit it up and get yeah, a madam zuzu's is that madam it? Zuzu's, yeah uh purveyors of fine vegan foods and he plays shows there pretty regularly. I might have to pop in and get, you know, some some podding on the fly. Get his opinion on driver eight and see if he's into it. I've um I think I mentioned in the pod that I saw him once in Evanston at a record store. Yeah. I'm like like what am I gonna say to Billy Gorgon? Hey, are you so so you still just like a rat in a cage or <laughs> what's I, think, I think he was there with his wife too. Yeah. So I he was owns like, the the shop with his wife and it's got, got a couple little kids. So yeah, I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, it's like that. That's like that. Uh, that Mitch Hedberg joke. It's like when you because when he was in a 
a movie with Peter Frampton, and he's like, when you when you're uh, in a movie with a legend and you don't know their body of work, you have to try and talk about anything else to <laughs> deviate from that right. fact. Right. Hey, Peter Frampton, do you like toast too? <laughs> I like it as well. It is warm and crispy. And a perfect yeah. place for jelly to lay. <laughs> now stay really? away from me, Frampton. I ain't got shit to say to you. <laughs> I think um, Billy Corgan would probably be more receptive to you being like, so what's up with the uh, vegan, you know, fill in the blank these days? Or like, have you tried the strain of tea? He'd probably be more into that than my approach, which would be I wrote about you as my person of the year when I was in eighth grade <laughs> and did a report to the class on you and the Smashing Pumpkins. Um, I don't know how he would take that news, but it's true. I'd be like, why did you appear numerous times on InfoWars with Alex Jones? Look, the guys had some struggles, okay? <laughs> he's a, a piece of shit, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but he still means a lot to me. Um, anyway quite a character that billy corgan he was not a part of uh the dry rate record watermelon um <laughs> but this is our this is our one and only driver eight up so that's true hit us up with those driver eight takes you know we it, didn't it would be weird if this if we had more than one driver eight up <laughs> maybe there's some cool b-sides or live album out there we don't know about i don't know the real driver eight heads get at us with your your deep cuts you've got um maybe we can yeah. talk about fastball yeah, well, uh, our driver eight uh, podcast waiting for Pade. <laughs> I think you mean Pudu. <laughs> waiting for Pudé. Pudé. Pudo. Padai. Yes, that's what we mean. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let us know what you think. An interesting episode. Uh, no overlap on uh, those top threes. No. Um, I'm guessing the majority of Mag Podnash stands with Andrew. Um, but we'll we'll find out. Let us know. Hey, can... you know, sorry. Well, well, we I, before we before we do that, John, we gotta we gotta shout out our boy Ronnie Martin, That's who right. did uh, tweet at us about our top threes. Yeah, man. And he, he's he like, said he supported both lists. He did. He did. I mean, there was some overlap with yeah. us. We we right. only had one. I believe we only had one different song. Right. Um, and the order was a little bit switched around, but mm-hmm. you know, still. He said he could uh, go with either one. Uh, other folks weighed in, and uh, there's a variety of, you know, there's only seven songs, but there were many songs represented within folks' top threes. So yeah, um, he gave us the, 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 the way to go. <laughs> Thumbs up for our efforts. So I consider this run a success. Yes. Um, anyway. If you consider this run of... I don't know, a success. Uh, this is our shortest episode ever, probably at our most like <laughs> sound. I don't know. Maybe it all sounds great. It's perfect. Um, but let <laughs> us know what you think over on the socials at Magnified Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Follow and subscribe if you haven't already and give us a rating or a review. We'll read your review on the show. You can email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 872-762-4763-8727-MAGPOD. And you can support us over on the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash magnified pod, where we will get you some cool goodies coming soon. Um, you know, bonus episodes, early episodes, all that kind of stuff. And Andrew, today we are welcoming new Patreon punk, mm. Brock Didis, to the family. 
Hell yeah. Is that loud enough, Brock? <laughs> there, there it is. is. Uh, <laughs> welcome, Brock. <laughs> Thank you for joining the Patreon Punk Ranks. Thanks to all of you for your support. Watch for fun stuff soon. And you can pick up some new season four merch at magnifiedpod.storeenvy.com. Thanks to Small Step Records for sponsoring us. Check out smallsteprecords.com for more. And thanks to Shadow Producer Jason and Bruno at Unoriginal Vinyl for our artwork. Well, I think I hear the voice of the spirit begging us to shut the fuck up, but we'll be back to try to make you go astray next week when, Andrew, we're going to dive into Morella's Forest mm. with the record Super Deluxe. It's my brown, the brown paper thing. <laughs> it's Billy Craig. Outstanding. Smashing um, Podkins, season five? Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> Ellen Podley Andrew, and Andrew and John and the Infinite Sadness. <laughs> I mean, that's just every day. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm curious uh, when you go upstairs if Jenny's going to be like, Oh, she will. What, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> what? That, babe, sometimes you got to do it for Billy Corgan. So, sometimes, okay? sometimes you got a Corgan. Sometimes... <laughs> You just got a corg out. You just, just um, got a corg out. Oh, the kids are awake. Someday they'll <laughs> thank me when they listen to me to my Billy Corgan impression. Brown paper brown. Beautiful. Uh, no, yours is this. You when you have decades more Smashing Pumpkins <laughs> listening, you, yeah. you, you, you have homed in you on go. honing you your Billy Corgan. Thank Full you. Full circle. Boom. Podcast perfected. <laughs> For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.